What is going on there, guys? This is episode number one of the Herpeticulture podcast. I am Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics, and I am with... Jacob Bratz with JLB Morelia. And this is the first episode of hopefully many. Um, that's going to be a problem with this. Is I, I, Speaking out loud, having a single train of thought that just <laughs> yeah, keeps yeah. going without it just falling off the tracks and drifting yeah, back on. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be the first podcast of many, hopefully. Um, Jacob is a big Morelia guy. I'm a big Morelia guy as well. With a, you know, a little bit of other stuff. Um, it's just a new podcast where we just talk about herps and other goodies and anything going on business-wise, this, that, and the other. Um, pretty laid back, but in this first episode, we figured we'd get into how we got started into the hobby and uh, how we came to be and where we're going, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. So How this obsession came about. Yes. <laughs> um, do you want to... You want to start it off? Sure, man. I'll start us off. How old are you? So I am 22 years old. Where are you from? I am, well, I was born in a little (laughs) place called Manitowoc, Wisconsin. I was raised over here in uh, Beaufort, South Carolina. I mean, you're a Green Bay fan? I'm a huge Green Bay fan. Oh, I'm not. I'm not much of a football fan. Period. <laughs> so it doesn't mean anything to me. But. Oh yeah, big Green Bay fan. <laughs> so uh, any Bears fans out there, you know, yeah, you can still listen, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, let's see. I guess uh, my first experience with snakes started when I was probably about about seven years old. Um, a friend of mine and his dad kept some corn snakes, some king snakes, and. When I first saw some of the babies that they had, I just thought they were the coolest things ever, and I was over there whenever I could just to play with their snakes. I didn't even care about hanging out with him all that much. I just, <laughs> it's not I, even a real friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't a very good friend. I just liked the snakes. You know, I, yeah, I used him. You know, it's I'm like not that friend that uses the, you're their friend for their car. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, just because they have cool stuff, you know. <laughs> but uh, it kind of... For a while, I couldn't keep snakes, you know, since I was seven, you know, I would always pester my parents to let me have one. But, you know, for a while, my dad was uh, one of those people that would uh, say, you know, the only good snake's a dead snake yeah. kind of thing. So it took it took quite a while to to talk him into it. Um, you know, I kept leopard geckos when I was little because that was the closest thing I could get. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I was younger, my mom did most of that. As I got older, you know, I took care of them and stuff. But, um <clears throat> But uh, at around 13, I think I finally talked my dad into letting me get a uh, corn snake. And uh, that was the very first snake I had. And I only had it for a couple months and actually ended up dying on me. Um, Got it from from Petco. So, you know, I don't know what else to expect from that. Um, But um, after that... um, after that one passed away, I did get a ball python, um, and then I had that for several years until I, you know, went to college. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I only kept a handful of snakes all through high school. Um, you know, started with the ball python, and then I got into you know some hognose snakes, and then um, some corn snakes, and yeah, that's all I had um, for for quite some time. It's branched out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Kind of learned, mm-hmm. kind of learned where I what I liked in the uh, reptile industry. You know, looked around at a, you know, a lot of different stuff. Tried to decide. You know, at first I kind of you know was leaning towards the ball python side yeah. of thing, but uh, 
then I realized that uh, everybody bred ball pythons. So yeah, I never, I never caught that bug. Yeah, I, you know, I had it for a little while, but it uh, died out pretty, yeah. pretty soon. Um, and then while I was in college, um, I went and traded the two corn snakes I had for my very first carpet python. And that is when things took off. Um, I became obsessed with carpet pythons, specifically in the Morelia genus in general. Mm -hmm. um, so I ended up, you know, selling the hognose snakes that I had, you know, basically everything just to get more focused on the carpets. I still have a few miscellaneous species, um, <clears throat> but I definitely mostly work with carpet pythons now. Um, but from there, like I said, I just, you know, continued to grow. Um, and now I've got, you know, I've got several up and coming carpets. You know, I mostly work with the, uh, Erie and Gia mm -hmm. subspecies or Morelia spilota harrisoni. Um, that's definitely the majority. I also work with a few coastals and I currently have just one bread lie. Um, and then now I'm also getting into blood pythons, red blood pythons. Um, so I've got a small group of those coming up. Um, hopefully get to be able to pair up, you know, a pair of normal ones this year if I can find a, find the right female. Right. But, um, this year, this coming year should be the, the big season for me. Mm -hmm. I should have quite a few, you know, a handful of females going as far as the carpets go. So, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. You know, if anybody if anybody out there likes Arian Jaya's, you know, I'll have I'll have something. He's gonna for be you. the guy. I'll, yeah, I'll have something for you soon. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I should have some pure coastals going. Hopefully this year, um, I have some IJ projects, some IJ Jags that should definitely be be popping out on this next season. And then, you know, blood pythons, obviously those are more so up and coming. I'm mm -hmm. kind of keeping those on the, on the back burner for now, yeah. just so I can invest you know, so my time and, mm -hmm. you know, money into, uh, my Aryan jazz because I have just become obsessed with IJs. So that's really where my collection is heading at this point. Um, really, like I said, focused on, on the IJs more than anything. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've got, you know, I'll have coastals and then, you know, as my bread light grows, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to be getting into them. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to get into bread light myself because yeah. I've had mine for a year and a half now, give or take, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's easily become one of my favorite pyrethon species, bar none. They're, just, they're so cool. And that, you know, it's funny. That's... Uh, my roommate, he's that's become his favorite too because mm. he's like she's always out doing something. Yeah, like she's yeah. always out and about, you know. She's right. even if she's not, if you're in the room and she knows, you know, she can feel me moving around or whatever, she comes right out. Right, she pokes right. her head out. She's watching me. They're just they're so so mellow and so cool and they're yeah. much, super much easy more, to keep. Much more inquisitive right. than you know, say like a ball python. Yeah. Not bashing any ball python guys out there, you know, to his his own, <laughs> but. Uh, I just, you know, I got into carpets because they're just a much more inquisitive snake. They are. They're, they're a lot, they're a lot more, more active. active. Yeah. yeah, that's that was the biggest thing for me. And mm -hmm. plus, I'm just, I like bigger snakes. Yeah. Um, so, you know. And I being, think they're perfect for that, too. Because if exactly. people who want a big snake, but they don't want something that's, like, unmanageable, mm -hmm. then, you know, Bredeli 
know, adult females get yeah. to be a hefty size, but yeah. it's not so big that it's like I can't deal with yeah, this by yeah. myself. And even if you know, and even in carpet pythons <clears throat> in general, you know, being right. that the the bread lag, you know, get on the bigger side of the subspecies, mm-hmm. you know, you can look at something like an Erian Jaya, you know, that'll max out at a smaller, you know, yeah, not not quite as, as big. big, you know, but still nice, impressive mm-hmm. animals, you know, that can come in beautiful colors and patterns and morphs and whatnot. Right. So, you know, if you're looking for something to upgrade, you know, from, say, a corn or a ball, you know, then carpets are definitely... And, you know, it's, it's funny, too, because I think, you know, years ago, people would not recommend carpets as, like, a first snake, but oh, yeah. honestly, like... I'm all for it. If you're prepared to have something that, you know, might as, you know, as a baby might tag you and, you know, might be a little more defensive. Mm -hmm. If you can get past that, I think they're, they're awesome starter snakes. Yeah. If you've worked, you know, really hard to, to not screw up. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the only thing, you know, a lot of people will say they're aggressive or whatever. And, it all comes down to they love food. It's a feeding you know, response they, thing they'll, entirely. They'll come out at you yep. thinking they're getting food, but, you know, all of my carpets, as soon as they're out, they're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. you know, we're good. Not not eating today, so, yep. you know, on on with their lives, you know. It's, you know, all my carpets are extremely docile. And even you know? then, you know, the ones that are that are, have that strong feeding response, you know, I just keep a hook on. Like with my bread yeah. Eli, she's always wanting food too. Yeah. But if I just take out that small hook and just kind of, you know, tap yeah. her with it, she realizes that she's not getting fed and that, she's completely mellow. But that is it, what I do when they're with. like hyper focused on you and they yeah. think they're getting fed, you know, they're they're like a dog chasing a squirrel. You gotta yeah. you gotta yank the leash a little bit to make them realize yeah, it's not happening. Yeah, but. Absolutely. And that's what I've done <clears> with all of my carpets to show them that they are not getting food. It's just give them a little tap, a little rub with the hook and yep. pull them right out. They know they know what's up. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's about what I got, you know, in the makings. Um, as I grow, I'm definitely going to branch out some mm-hmm. more right now, mostly on the carpets and the bloods. I you think know. that's the way to do it though. Right. Like that's what I'm finding with the Cresteds, you know, exactly. I'm, currently I'm, I'm reading Cresteds as my main projects. Um, but I'm, I'm planning to shift more to snakes, mm. but I think if you really want to, you know, obviously it's going to take more patience and it's more of a waiting game, but if you start out with a species like that, and sell, right. you know, breed those and sell those to build up some cash flow to work right. towards another species. Exactly. Like that's that's the best way to do it because then you're not having to yep. take out. You know, I've I've done this entire business, you know, without really a business loan or anything like that. Exactly. And it's taken me, you know, three years now to kind of get yep. to a point where I can start selling them regularly. But you know, you kind of you want to enjoy it as yeah, you go. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. not all about. You know, it's really. In my opinion, it's not about money no, per se, abso- but at the same time, it is not. a business. Yeah, you know, but- it's like, to, to me, money is just a perk. I'm doing right. this because I love animals. I tell people, if you're getting into this because you want to make a bunch of money, then you, be broke. you need to not get into this business, you know? Like, you know, you need well, to do this. Cause- exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as future, obviously a lot of carpet pythons, but uh, things that I've got, you know, in mind are coming up, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, possibly chondros and the green tree pythons and... Also thinking about getting getting into uh, scrub pythons or amethystine uh, yeah. pythons. I've been wanting to get into scrubs really so bad lately. That's, but that's not anything that's going to yeah, happen anytime no. soon. Like I said, this is down the road, yeah. you know. But at, you know, at the same time, I feel like everyone's list of yeah, stuff they yeah, want yeah. is about a mile long. Exactly. Like I have a list of stuff I'd love to do, oh, yeah. but I know that there's there's a lot of those I'll probably never get to, and exactly. I'm okay with that. You know, yeah, it's always nice. You know, nice it's, to it's, dream. Yeah, you it's know? like you know, one day I'll do you know. <laughs> Bo yeah, Ellens or yeah. something if I ever want to sell my house and get a pair. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm the same way, though. I caught the Morelia bug pretty early. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, before uh, I got any. I've had 
maybe three ball pythons my entire life, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't hold on to any of them. I was just, yeah, I didn't get it. After keeping carpets and then going to those, you're like, man, yeah, it's boring. It's night and day, man. And again, <laughs> no, you know, no, no bad talk towards your ball python breeders, but you know, if you I, haven't kept carpets yet, you're missing out. Yeah, if uh, you keep ball pythons and all of a sudden you get a carpet, you're you're going to change your mm-hmm. mind. You know, carpets are just, you know, Morelia in general are just a very, very cool genus. You know, every species within yeah. them is very cool. And uh, somewhere down the road, I would even uh, get into uh, rough scale pythons yeah. if I can. Those seem like they're, they're starting to, they're they're starting starting to, to become, perk up yeah. a little bit. There's a handful of guys in the country that are starting to, to yeah. do some. And I think those will eventually start taking off. Yeah, but. those are definitely on my uh, future list. But mm-hmm. that, that's going to be a little bit more into the future right hopefully the next on next coming up will be the green trees Mm -hmm. but uh we'll see we'll see what happens with the carpets here this season and uh we'll go from there i was in a similar situation uh the first snake i ever had was i believe it was a decay snake little storaria Hmm. or red-bellied snake i think it's actually what they actually called down here it's a different species or subspecies i I forget off the top of my head and i had that as a kid and this was probably like I'm 27. I was born in 90. This was probably, I want to say, like, 96, 97. So hey, I was, that, like little, I was little. born in 96, man. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I remember I had this thing, and I was so excited because when I was a kid, I wanted to be a paleontologist so damn bad. Like, oh, I dude, started same, out like so many other same. people. I wanted to be, like, dinosaurs were dude, my freaking jam. I, I had <laughs> so many dinosaurs growing up, it wasn't even funny. Yeah. Like, you know, my dad would try and give me, like, trucks and stuff yeah. to play with when I was little, you know, try to make me all manly. Mm-hmm. All I wanted to do was play with my dinosaurs, yeah. you know. That's a, that's a, I, I wanted to rock Jurassic Park forever. My parents would not <laughs> let me, and I begged them. No, man. And my mom it, was all about letting yeah. me watch Jurassic Park, man. I, I loved that. And then I, I realized after a while that I wasn't finding dinosaurs, and so reptiles were the next best thing. And so <laughs> exactly. it just, I got, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know, my parents have always been, my dad, you know, he had snakes as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and other stuff, you know, it was like the 70s. So, mm. you know, they had like alligators and all that crazy crap yeah, that they used yeah. to do back in the day. Um, so he always kind of helped out with it a little bit. And, you know, he always, they never really told me no. Mm. You know, they never said, you know, Snakes lucky, are bad. Lucky, lucky man. Right. Uh, yeah, I am. They, they, man, they've been super supportive, supportive yeah, of it the good, entire time. Good. But I had that decay snake, and I came home one day, and I guess I had left it in the windowsill. My memory's pretty fuzzy about how my room was set up, but somehow it was basically fried. Ah, so I was uh, bummed. Yeah, that and, sucks, uh, man. I tell you what, when your first snake dies, it's a, uh, it's heartbreaking, man. Yeah. Tell you what. Well, of course, I was seven, so I was like, oh, okay. Well, I, yeah. t- I tell you what, when, I, when my corn snake died, I cried my eyes out for about two days straight, man. I, no, I was I not happy a, about that. I had a that. chameleon that, that had to be put down because he was mm. really sick, and I, that, that messed me up. That was, like, <laughs> that was a few years later. That was like yeah. maybe 2002, 2003 yeah, yeah. or so. But, uh, Definitely. From, I mean, from there, then I had a pair of – my dad, was he's a big hunter. And mm-hmm. so we found, he found a pair of rough green snakes. And so go. we bought those home. And so then I was in, uh, I don't know, maybe the first grade. And they ended up being class pets. Oh, and so go. it was cool. Yeah. I used to like go home and catch grasshoppers in the backyard. Yeah, and then I'd take them yeah, to school the next yeah. day and feed them. And we would all watch them and stuff like yeah. that. It was pretty cool. Um, and my dad was military. He was Navy. So we moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in Goose Creek, which is up near Charleston, South Carolina at the time. Um, but I mean, it's pretty much been ever since. There's pretty much always been a snake in the house. Yeah, since. yeah. Except, I mean, we lived in Hawaii for two years, so oh, there, there weren't any snakes there except for the flower pot snakes, the little tiny, uh, mm-hmm. like blind snakes. Oh, there you go. Um, 
but even then, if you those were pretty unexciting. Like, oh, they were yeah, cool because it's yeah. like you don't think it's a snake; it looks like a yeah. worm. But, oh <laughs> yeah, I got you, I got you. Yeah, yeah. So after Hawaii, we moved to Virginia to Chesapeake. Um, then me and my dad started breeding corns mm. for it was probably two or three years. We mm. were we were in Chesapeake from 2000 to 2004, and then he retired, and now we're here. Um, and so then, you know, off and on, I've had stuff through the years. I got into carpets pretty early, mm. probably would have been 2005-ish, oh, okay. give or take. Um, tree boas, like Amazons, mm. nothing. No, you and no kept, emeralds. You kept Amazon mm-hmm. tree boas before? Yeah, nice. I used to have a bunch nice. of them at one point. Oh, really? Yeah, off and on, you know, I'd get yeah, an adult yeah. here and then some babies there. And yeah, yeah. I really want to get back into them, but I just, it, right now, it's it's another thing. It's not happening. Yeah. There's no space right now. Uh-huh. Once if I could get... And out some geckos, and maybe, but space and money, man. It's yeah, uh, if they it's, were it's infinite. <laughs> yeah, if, if only, <laughs> if only, uh, we'd be uh, we'd be in business then. Yep. But uh, you know, so we moved here, and then uh, I actually took a break from the hobby for about a year. Okay. At one point, that was maybe 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Took a year off, which actually turned out to be probably one of the best things I've ever done. Because, you know, at that point, my heart really wasn't in it anymore. I, yeah. It was time for a break, and I, I sold everything except for a tarantula, one of my yeah. ornamentals. Um, and, and see, when you get to a point like that, like, it's best to do that. Because if, you're, if yeah. you're not in it, like, your animals are just going to suffer. It's completely okay to call it quits yeah, and take a break I, for a while. Absolutely, like, you know, because it can wear you out. And, you know, at that point, like I said, you know, your animals are going to start to suffer. Yeah. And that's just, that, that's wrong, you yeah. know, so... Uh, uh, it was it was good. I'm glad I yeah. did it. You know, I was really really bummed at first. You know, when I kind of decided to do it, but you know, it was it was really nice to have that break. I think no matter how much you love something, every now and again, you yeah. do need a break from it. You know, Absolutely, it was, I agree 100. Um, so then, uh, I had I think at that after that I'd I had had maybe a corn or some other some a couple of couple of snakes like you know three or four. Mm-hmm. And then I had a friend give me a crested, yep. and I had never kept them before. She had it. And she someone actually it was a freebie in an order that she had mm-hmm. had for some other ones. And she oh, was like, "Do you, you want this one?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And so I started keeping them, and I was like, "These are actually really cool." Yeah, yeah. And so then one quickly turned into like four, <laughs> and then four quickly turned into like twelve. <laughs> Kind of, kind of fast forward like three years later yeah. now i'm at like 40 yeah yeah uh, um, kind of sounds like how it went with me in the carpet yeah. except i don't have 40 right, right now but uh you know you get one and you get the bug you get yeah. it quick yeah. well i mean there's I, it's they're stupid easy to keep like yeah. i honestly think they're probably the easiest reptile to keep oh, like absolutely. bar none oh yeah i used to uh back when i lived in texas uh me and uh me and my ex kept mm-hmm. quite a few cresteds i think we got up we got up to almost 20 crescents in a matter of two months and you know it was nothing you know it's really no wonder that there's so many people breeding them right now you can do it with your eyes closed it it takes next to nothing and i mean i get it like you know when it's that easy a lot of people are all about it you know but i'm at a point now i mean i'm three years into breeding those um this is gonna be my third season um i'm planning to thin out and put a lot of focus on the chondros Mm -hmm. um I have some other small snake projects I want to do, like the bear's rats, yep. um, the children's pythons. Mm-hmm. 
Um, some corns. I just like, I have a soft spot for corns. Like yeah. after, after having them for like a, with yeah. a for, you know as a kid like that, right. I'll always have a soft spot for corns. I don't care how popular they get. Exactly. They're just fun snakes to have. Yeah, around. no, I agree. You know, uh, I feel like, I feel like everybody has a soft spot for mm-hmm. corns. You know, it's yeah. like it's a lot of people's starter snake, and honestly, I think they're one of the best starter snakes oh, personally. You yeah. know, a lot of people suggest ball pythons as starters. Yeah, I, I, I do I not at all, just because of that feeding issue. You know, um, well, it's just I. That, that was just a personal preference. Yeah, I mean, I just, but. like, they're cool if you want one, like, fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just, I prefer stuff that's a little more active. Like, yeah, half my yeah. corns, if I, same thing. If I'm in the room, you know, they, they're they're watching me, they're out and about. Yeah, you know, I just exactly. like something that's active and I'm going to see. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and corns, man, absolutely beautiful. Even just your wild caught. Right, you and know. that's actually, like, I prefer the, yeah. the, the you know, the Abbott line Okatees. And yeah, just, for sure. Uh, it's hard. But, you know, I like the morphs and stuff, and I love tesseros. Like, oh, yeah. anything with, with a tessera, that, that's a tessera. I'm, I'm sure. pretty much four, but for sure, Abbott line stuff. I it's hard to pass up, and I love yeah. them because they're they're actually really easy to get a hold of and pretty cheap. Yeah, you, know, you can get a pair of Abbots for most people selling them for like fifty bucks a piece. Yeah. And like, it's like one of the prettiest corns you can get. And like the Okatees too, man. There, there's yeah. uh, there's Okatees out there that are just phew, the locality stuff is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I corns. like seeing you know. Especially here on the Barrier Islands, like mm. down here on the coast. Yeah, right. You know, you'll have, we have a huge island here that's called St. Helena. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another fairly decent sized island that's that's called Ladies Island. And like, you know, they're only a matter of a few miles apart. Yep. And, you know, the corns do have some variance in them. Mm. Like they don't exactly look the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, that's something I'm always really interested in is locality stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and Eastern Kings, um, at some point I'd like to do. My dad's working with those a little bit. I got a soft spot for those too. They're just, you don't see many of them here mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, or I, at least I haven't come across any, but it's I, always cool to see Eastern Kings. Like I think yeah. we, we often forget they're even here. You just oh don't yeah. See them often. Over the past, <clears throat> I don't know how many years I've been catching snakes. You know, I, I think I, I've only caught one mm-hmm. Eastern King down, down at the sands, you know, yeah. it was, it was a big boy, you know. It was a, he was a yeah. monster snake, and it was really cool. But as the you only get some one of those I've big adults, found. they're actually pretty impressive. Yeah, snakes. they get they'll get. There's some pretty, there's pretty some monsters for sure. But uh, I had a hardcore invert phase at one point too, where I was mm. keeping almost entirely scorpions and tarantulas. Oh, I had man. a handful of snakes, but I yeah. got the freaking bug bug bad <laughs> the man. Bug bug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had so many tarantulas man. and scorpions at one point, and I I mean they still have a few. And actually last year I kind of went through a, a little. Mm. A little phase where I was like, I'm gonna get a bunch of tarantulas <laughs> again, <laughs> and I'm kind of glad I didn't. I ended up just buying a couple. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and don't let him fool you guys. He still has some. Yeah, he, he still got some. Yeah, some tarantulas. I, <laughs> currently, I just have an H Mac and some some Bluefoot baboons that I'm hoping. You know, I've I've never bred tarantulas, mm. but if these if these you know these Bluefoots ends up being a a male and a female, I'll probably take a crack at it just to try it out. There it looks looks interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm right now. I'm hoping to do gargoyles this year, for the first time. Tried them last year, but it was kind of late in the season, and I didn't get any action out of them. Um, gonna do a few crested pairings this year, just not as many. Um, and hopes, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna thin out on those a little bit, put a little more and more into the chondros, and at some point breed those. I have an adult pair right now, but I don't. I'm trying to decide if I want to try and pair them, you know, later the end of summer yeah, in the yeah. fall, or if I want to just wait until next year and, you know, kind of take the slow road. Because I feel right. like a lot of people, you know, they they get into like one species and they're like balls of the wall, like right. gotta breed it now kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the the chondro community is a little, what's the word? 
<laughs> I don't. I'm not saying they're not snobbish. They just yeah. to me like chondros and emeralds are like the thoroughbreds of the right, reptile yeah, world. Absolutely. Like that's there's another level to that. You know, you right. don't just put them together and just be like, yeah, I got chondro babies. Like it's not that simple. Yeah, like no, it's documentation yeah. and lineage you are know, everything in chondros. That, that same thing with carpets, man. You know, <clears> yeah, when, when it comes chondros to have got, yeah, the carpets have got to that point too and stuff, man. You know, if it's one thing if you're just looking for a pet, you yeah. know, that you're not cons- it's just it's concerned almost with breeding. More of like a craftsmanship sort of thing to it like it's you know it's not just popping out batches of corn snakes and you know chondros it's much more there's so much more attention to the detail and stuff and and the the thing with like uh chondros and carpets you know there's different there's different subspecies you know like Mm -hmm. with uh chondros you've got a rouge you got jayapura and you know a lot of different stuff you know and with carpets you you got erie and jayas Mm -hmm. coastals so you know a lot of people are you know what you know we would consider purists right so you and i always have been with carpets yeah i i'm the same way like i I like mutts and stuff like that but I'm yeah. all, there's something about like exactly having you know. something that's like this is for sure like because exactly. I feel like purity isn't and this has been pretty hotly debated on a lot of the Facebook groups like purity right. isn't as attended to as it used to be right and yeah like that's the some, purists are starting to become harder to come across but yeah and that, that's kind of what i'm trying too. to focus on especially with my ijs like i do have some ij jag lines going mm-hmm. you know obviously those are coastal ij crosses um but i have the percentages on what uh, what percentage ij they right. are so i keep track of that and mm-hmm. then you know breed more ij into the coastal and then all the coastals i keep are pure you know have breeder documentation and i actually sold off all the mutts and you know the mutts that i yeah. had you know um and See, nothing, i don't even nothing. like that term for them either yeah, it's like it's still an know. animal like that's the yeah, thing that drives yeah. me absolutely nuts <laughs> about the crested community is you have pet quality geckos quote unquote yeah, and then you have yeah. breeder quality geckos quote unquote right. and i'm like this is a living breathing no, thing man yeah, it's not exactly. just a freaking bag of jeans with four legs and a tail yeah, like yeah. come you, on you can't I mean, see our air quotes over here guys see at know, the same so. time though it's it's that's a that's kind of a slippery slope because at the same time it's like well if that's the case then you can sell this breeder quality gecko that anyone yeah. else would sell for three hundred dollars <laughs> for sixty, right? Because it's a pet quality too, yeah. isn't it? So it's like it's kind of a double standard or right. double edged sword, but you know there is like I've produced babies that, you know, people who are looking to breed and get new blood for different lines mm. like probably aren't gonna want to buy because right. it's just not what they're looking for. It's yeah. you know, they're they're drabber, they don't have as you know, they're not as flashy and sexy as, you know, some of the, the yeah, pins exactly. and stuff. But then you have the higher end stuff that people who are you know looking for pets may want to buy. But if you have it at a certain price, they're probably not yeah, going to exactly. be inclined to get it because they don't want anything that fancy. So you have to kind of cater to both in right. a sense. You know, and that's you know <laughs> you can still it's yeah you just have to cater to all. And there's all different kinds of people. You know, mm-hmm. some people just want pets, some people want to breed, and there's nothing wrong with right. either or. You know, but you know if you're going to focus on one, you got to be prepared. You mm-hmm. know, for you know certain types of sales and certain type of people to deal with. And it just it just drives me crazy when they put. The, the pet or breeder yeah. label on it because I'm like, man, that's still like a living thing. Like, yeah. it still needs to be taken care of as if it is like a $400 gecko exactly. or, you know, $300 gecko, whatever. It still needs to, still, it's getting the same care. It needs exactly. the same care. Like, it's not a disposable pet. Exactly. I agree 100%. <clears throat> but as far as the, uh, the chondros and stuff, you know, I, I have a pair, you know, they're both undocumented, but, you know, in a, they're obviously not going to go for documented prices, you know, right. if and when I ever do pair them up, mm-hmm. you know, but I feel like that's how you get a good, it's just, it's a good foundation, just like breeding right. the Cresteds to, to, you know, fund everything else you want to do or another species to fund exactly. everything, whatever you do, you know, you start not as high of a quality of animals mm-hmm. per se, you know, my right. group of five are all like imported Beox, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, my, my adult female actually may not be. I think she was an import, but I don't know. She's, she's in such good shape. You know, you would probably never know. And that, that um, is the, the good thing about imports is like, if they're imported, then you know, there's, there's going to be some purity. They, right. Pure yeah. Well, I mean like that, with the carpets so. and stuff, absolutely. Yeah, you know, with the, yeah. with the, with the condros, it's a, it's a complete guessing game. You know, yeah, people are going to label them as, you know, uh, like a Wamina or, right. or, or a Cyclops to, or whatever. Or you have the, no idea if that's actually yeah. what it is or if they just put that label on it to sell it for right. a higher price, exactly. which happens a lot. Yeah, you know, they <clears> just, <throat> they'll, or they'll just throw on whatever type of green tree they know about. You, you know, know, just they'll put that label on because they know right. it's yeah, 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 true. Like the, uh, the, the, like the localities you really don't yeah. see a whole lot. Yeah. Oh, they'll slap yeah. it on there because they know that some sucker's going to come oh, by and be like, yeah. oh my God, like a Kofi offer yeah. for 300 bucks? Like, I'm going to snatch that up in a heartbeat. And yeah. everyone's going to be like, you're a sucker because yeah. there's absolutely no way. Either that thing's already on its deathbed and you got, yep. you got had <laughs> and you got taken or they're just trying to sell you it and it's yeah. actually, you know, you have no idea what it is. Exactly. So, I mean, like, I feel like that's okay if you're going to breed chondros like that, but you have to make right. sure it's known that those are undocumented animals. Right. And you can't, you know. And you have to make it known that those are undocumented <laughs> right. animals to you know, your potential buyers and everything, you know. But I uh, think that, you know, a, a lot of the the bigger chondro guys, like that's how they got their start back in the exactly, day. You know, they got yeah. imported animals and they built from there. And, you know, that's my plan. I don't want to have yeah. all imported animals. I'm just starting with a, a pair that I think looks good yep. and, you know, go from there. You know, as that's my plan is to breed these two, you know, mm. start selling some babies, start taking the funds from that invested in higher quality animals right. and just keep climbing that ladder like that. And I think that's the way to do it. Honestly, Absolutely. everyone's, you know, I do agree that if you're going to buy chondros, they're, you need to do it right. Like, they're expensive yeah. animals. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you can get them and put them in cheap setups, but you're only going to mm. have problems. Yep. You know, I, I'm fully about buying captive bred animals. Mm. You know, they do go for a higher price, but the amount of problems you're going to have are going to be a lot less. Yep. Um, and, I mean, I'm proof of that because, you know, mm. I've, I've had to put dewormer in mine. I'm treating an RI right now. Yep. You know, my female I've had zero issues with. Like, she's been a long-term captive. I think she's she's... The guy I got her from got her when she was like little, little, mm-hmm. and so she's she's fully, you know, well adapted to captivity, and I'm having right. zero issues with her whatsoever. Um, but you know, four Taz isn't cheap. Mm. Having to spend 150 dollars just on four Taz yep. for this RI. Yep. So, granted, I got that mail in a trade, but he was they were trying to sell him for 300, which is pretty much standard. So you got 300 for the animal. It's an import. Mm. Yeah, it's cheap. Cool. $150 for medicine at least. Yep. $350 for a PVC cage to keep it right. Yep. <laughs> um, That's the kicker. And right just there, like, man. so it adds up. So even then, look, even with an imported animal, you're still spending $700 yeah, when yeah. you could have just gone and bought a nicer animal for that, you know? Yeah, exactly. So to me, I've come to realize, and I, I knew this beforehand, but like conjures are really easy to keep, mm. but they are not cheap to keep. Yeah. Like to get them fully set up, you're going to be spending way more than you will mm-hmm. on a carpet, on right. a corn snake, on anything else. But if you can keep them the way like you're supposed to, great you're not going to have any issues. They're super yeah, easy to yeah, keep. They are no. not hard at all. No, fantastic animals. That's a very <laughs> common myth about the green trees. That yeah. They're so, and don't get me wrong, like they do need some, you know, a little. They're less forgiving to air than carpets yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, with carpets, you know, they can. You know they can they can be put through a bit you know yeah. and, and still survive and make it out all right but the green trees just aren't as forgiving mm-hmm. but if you're doing your stuff right then yeah. you know there's, there's nothing to worry so about that's, that's just what I've come what I've come to find and you know 
a lot of the chondro guys are, you know, they're all about captive bred animals, and I get that. You know, I'm mm. all for it too. But you know, some people, if you're just starting out and you just want to get into this, right. you know, sometimes it's it's better to buy, you know, a few imported babies, mm. start from there, raise them up, then you get a good good idea of how to keep the species, exactly. what works for you, what doesn't, mm. raise them up from there, and then you have a decent breeding group by the time they're adults, right? And you can go from there. So I think that's kind of the way to do it now. Right. Is you know, start with a species like cresteds or something mm. else that you have an interest in, right? Breed those, and then you use that to fund everything else. Right, so, exactly. And I mean, this is getting more into the, the business yeah, business yeah, side of things. Yeah, this yeah. is the tangents I was talking yeah. to you about. But like, <laughs> this is just the, yeah, the, the sure. kind of stuff, like, when I was getting into this as a business, there's really no resources that are sort of reptile-specific. Right. Um, you know, there's there's entrepreneur websites and stuff mm. you can go and read about. There's really nothing, like, that's sort of put in the context of working with animals as a business. Right. Um, so it's kind of learning as you go, I guess. But I'm hoping with this, you know, and some other stuff that I can I can help people out and sort right. of, you know, picking animals out mm. and you know, what to start with. Exactly. Um, and, you know, a lot of it's honestly like pretty common sense stuff. Right. You know, customer service and all that stuff. If you ever worked retail, you already have a good idea of what yeah. customer service should and shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I see a lot of this stuff on like the BOI threads and it's like, You've clearly never worked, like, haven't worked with people yeah. or in customer service or hospitality or anything right. like that. And like, you're just, just, you're just not a nice person, man. Just, like, <laughs> I just see it, and you know, you get a thread or two on those BOI threads that's bad about you, and you're, yeah. that's like forever. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure. <clears throat> so, yeah. So that's the plan. Condros at some point, other stuff at some point, smaller, smaller projects. I would love to get into scrubs eventually. Yeah. Um, we'll have to do a little uh, duo project with the scrubs yeah, one yeah. day, maybe. That'll be a, that'll be a good way mm -hmm. to get into those a little quicker for the both of yeah. us. But uh, I'm all for it. Both need a little bit more space and that's for something another, that Yeah, that's though. another thing. Like, you know, if you've got other people that are working with the same species as you, like, yeah. breeder loans are not a bad thing. It's even better if you have somebody locally, you yeah. know, like and the Gargs. Like, I'm doing a breeding loan with Amber at Night Owl Exotics. Right. And we're splitting go. babies. And I'm like, that's the way to do it. Absolutely. Like, yeah. It's a win-win, you know. It's mutually beneficial. Right. And, you, know, it's, you definitely want to trust who you're right. getting definitely them Definitely don't from. just find some guy on Craigslist yeah. that has some, some balls or some corns and yeah. just like, hey, let me borrow them. Yeah, no, definitely uh, definitely trust the people you're getting from. I'm actually probably going to do that with uh, with a carpet this year from somebody that oh, yeah. somebody that i know i'm yeah. probably gonna get a pure coastal jag that uh come in and breed with my caramel girl that's the that's the way to do it so. though man i mean I'm, i have no problem splitting babies too you know yeah, like sure. that's less babies you have to take care of yeah for sure absolutely you know just mm -hmm. it's a matter of also being in agreement with what's actually going to happen because yeah, i know there's, a, sure there's been got... a lot of times that things have gone south with people yeah, with breeding loans where absolutely. it was never written on paper what was going to happen and then people are like i don't know what you're talking about yeah. like you gave me an animal what yeah like, i don't know what you're doing <laughs> they're posting that same animal on instagram like yeah. later <laughs> this is not this person's animal yeah, just look like for it. sure but, this podcast will be good though, man. Yeah. Looking forward to um, it. I think I think people will enjoy it. I hope people will enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, at least I hope so. I hope we're not that boring, man. I think I don't uh, think it's gonna be. Yeah, I don't think know? so either. Try to keep it try to keep it's it lively. To sleep. Yeah. I don't think so. This is just, I like to keep it casual. Yeah, man, for sure. Casual is definitely the I way like to go. I like to be able to talk about 
hot button issues. Yeah, you know, not just so so stay on one thing. You in, know, yeah, like in the age of like, and, uh, you can have an opinion, but you can't have an opinion because it's the internet. Because yeah. your opinion isn't my opinion, kind of thing. Like everybody gets offended, man. Like you know, sometimes it's like you know, I'm not trying to be a jerk here. I'm just trying to help you, and then you're just getting mad at me. You know, I just. Ain't about that, man. There's a fine line. You know, there's all these care sheets for different species and that have been the same for years and no one bothers (laughs) to question them. And then the moment somebody does like experiments and tries something different, everyone's like, oh, you're, you know, you turn into a freaking pariah. But then, you know, two years later, they realize like, oh shit, that guy was right. Yeah. Then everybody's doing it. Yeah. And then the paradigm shift happens and then everyone's doing it that way. And so it's, you know, it's, uh, it's it's frustrating. Absolutely. Because you also have, the internet experts that don't have a whole lot of hands-on experience, but yeah. will tell you that it's wrong. They'll tell you yeah. how to do everything, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know. I like I like just being able to discuss that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. As, as long as people know that it's just the opinion of the person speaking. Yes, exactly. And not the general consensus. Yeah. You know, like big, big berms, you know, retics mm. and stuff. I have a pretty vocal opinion about those and the yeah. whole you know that's a, that's for another episode but yeah that's uh, i have a whole like another, another can of worms soapbox i could stand on for hours about those and and hots and stuff like right, that and exactly so you know i'd like to be able to talk about that stuff and have it as a discussion some people probably aren't going to like it and that's yeah. okay you know yeah. there's an unsubscribe button that you can hit <laughs> at any point in time um oh man but you know it's just i like to yeah, it's just a discussion it. like that's the, right. the podcast i like the most are exactly. the ones where it's just people talking like you know it's just a conversation it's exactly. not like anything super formal like it's scripted out you know yeah, like, yeah. you need to be reading yours right now as we're talking yeah know? like just, we we're not reading anything right now we've been we've been talking just you know out of, out of nothing this whole time so you know yeah this is this is just a, uh, a taste of things to come yeah where we start out talking about our childhoods and then talk about yeah the business of of breeding animals For sure I, I definitely want to get into imports on uh, yeah. on an episode because uh, especially carpet pythons, imports can be extremely vital for mm-hmm. outcrossing and Agreed. whatnot. So that'll definitely be a discussion we need to and have. And that's funny too because that that position changes depending on the species you're talking about. Oh, you know, absolutely. Like carpets, it's it's one thing; it's not a bad yeah. thing at all. I mean, depending on who you talk to. Right. Um, chondros, it's it's not bad per se, but there are you know populations there aren't in some areas aren't doing great. And uh, just to specify, when I say imports and carpets, I mean Erie and Jaya's specifically, not Australian. (laughs) Disclaimer. I I am aware they cannot come from Australia. You know, I have a pair. FBI's going to be coming here to order more. EPA's going to be like, hey. Yeah, no, I do have a pair of import Erie and Jaya's from uh, Papua New Guinea. Um, But, uh, you know, I I do believe that is very important, especially with things like the uh, granite line Mm -hmm. and uh, carpet pythons, you know. Know, being uh, there's a lot of inbreeding right. going on with that, and you know, if you and, think like that's something I think about a lot actually with a lot of the Australian stuff, mm-hmm. you know, bloodlines are a finite resource when yep. it comes to anything Australian, like yep. brettles and stuff. It's like, I mean, we I think we have enough of a of a captive population here in the states yeah. of brettles to where it's not that big of a deal. But if you right. think about it, you know, there's there's you know, the Harris lines, A fours. Uh, Mm-hmm. you know the other other bloodlines of brettles right, and each right. have their kind of own specific look but if you think about it it's like if you're buying a brettle eye you don't have documentation on it wouldn't it have to be one of those bloodlines 
somewhere. Yeah, you like, know, that's the way I kind of look at it. Yeah, so I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's like I said, that's something else for another episode. But yeah, it's uh, another tangent. Definitely a lot of controversy in the import, you know, there is. side of things. But, uh, and I, I mean, I, I see both sides. Yeah, I get absolutely. It, yeah, I can, I can agree with both sides, but you know, just from a carpet python aspect, you mm-hmm. know, I think, I think importation well, can that, be those good. Those jays you just got recently are friggin' smoking. Man, they are absolutely mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, I need to get one of them to be eating frozen thawed here soon, but uh, we'll see if uh, we can switch her. It was funny, man. Uh, one of them didn't want anything to do with the frozen frozen mouse, oh, really? but uh, the other one... All about it. All about yeah. it, man. First thing <laughs> it laid eyes on, it just slammed and That's it. one of the things I love about carpets, too, yeah. is if you have a carpet that's not eating, like, there's something seriously wrong with it, because yeah. those things will freaking destroy yes. some food. Man. and they will more than... And that's, a, you know, one of the reasons I would even suggest carpets as a starter, mm-hmm. you know, snake, because, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't like feeding live. Personally, I don't like feeding live. I've either. never had to do it you know i feel i feel like a, a pretty um, big yeah douchebag every yeah, time i, I had to do it today like, with the with the male conjure i had to give him a wrap up and i was sitting at the rap pup, uh looking at the rap up at work all day and i'm like man i feel really <laughs> bad about this but it's yeah, gotta happen man, like it's necessary it's like, sometimes yeah exactly like it's a part of nature and everything but you know you're you know if you're guys like us you're just animal lovers right. in general and you don't want to see anything suffer i just but, yeah you know, i wanted to be as painless and as quick as possible right. I'm not, you know I, that's that's something i was actually talking to a friend about today is like you know there's all these feeding videos and stuff on facebook and i right. to me they just make us look like a bunch of yeah it's bastards. like you're you're like flaunting really it sick you know, people. I, and I, I think it's you know if so in my opinion if something can take frozen thought it should absolutely eat it because yeah. i personally think it's safer for the animal that as well too. um especially with but, you know, adult adult rats and mice right most, most everybody knows but. and where i was getting at with this you know the carpets will readily take frozen thought mm-hmm. no problem you know so that's that's a perk. You I, mean, know. I mean, the chondros will too, for the most oh, part. Yeah, I don't know why sure. that male in particular. I have one of my, one of my, my adult male chondro. Apparently, he will not touch frozen. Hmm. So ever since I've had him, the only thing I can get him to, to take and eat without hesitation is live. And you know, like I said, sometimes it's necessary. Right. Not ideal. I'm not into it. You know, people are like, you, know, you get those internet trolls that are like, oh, you don't like live feeding? You're, you're a bitch. And it's yeah. like, no, I'm just not into things no, suffering for no know, reason. Like, you know. Like, I don't know. I feel bad when I hear him squeak and stuff, man. Like, I'm just like, geez. Like, I just don't understand how people can feed uh, live rabbits to retakes, that man. I, I can, if you've ever heard a rabbit I scream, have. it is a it terrible sa- It sound. sounds like somebody dying, yeah. man. It, it is It is absolutely horrible. And I, I'm it not sucks. about that life, yeah, man. I'm not either. So, but... I uh, think it's just... It's a compassion thing. I mean, you know, like... Yeah, it's, for sure. It's, it's just unfortunate. But, like I said, uh, sometimes it's necessary. Yeah, it's, it is absolutely necessary sometimes. And, you know, if... Yeah, I, I'm just one of those people, you know, I more so look out for the snake than anything that because yeah. I've Absol- seen so yeah, I've seen so many horror stories mm-hmm. of of animals mm-hmm. getting laid into by rats and mice, mice and eating it, their way out of boas. Yeah, like I, I yeah. heard of that. Somebody yeah. told me about uh, um, rabbits. Yeah. yeah, they got swallowed and ate its way out mm-hmm. of the snake, you know, and so it's. Just one of those things, you know, if I, I only do it if I have to. Yeah. And actually, I actually, you know, over the past 10 years, I've been keeping snakes, you know, I actually did my very first live feeding with a pinky two, three days ago oh, with, really? with that carpet. I've been keeping for, for 10 years, never yeah. had a snake refuse frozen See, thawed. and that's like, I've, I've killed a lot of mice in my day really? <laughs> over the years. And I, like, I still, even you know, even being in the hobby as long as I have, I yeah. still hate, hate doing it. Yeah, like, it, yeah. it doesn't get... 
and it's not enjoyable yeah, whatsoever. No. Like I get zero pleasure out of it. I feel like I feel terrible every time I do it. But yeah, like I've got a buddy. He's just it needs got, to be done. It needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. But <clears> yeah, I've, it's just weird when somebody tells me it's like, yeah, I love watching watching yeah. my snake grab grab the grab the mouse and, and kill it and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, really? Like. <laughs> But, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, like if you <laughs> if you love watching animals, you know, suffer. That's like, what you like yeah, to do. Yeah, that's cool. Like, sure. obviously, I get that's the circle of life. Like, I understand it's what that's happens how in it nature. Works, I understand. You know? but if it doesn't have to happen, yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't mean I want to look at it. Right. You know? <laughs> People are gonna think we're just a bunch of babies yeah, on you, of, but uh, you know, a bunch of snowflakes. Yeah, I always, <laughs> I always go for the side of uh, you know, I'm looking out for my snake and everything, you know, but uh, which in actuality I am. Right. But you know, it's a, I do think it's much safer. But agreed. Part of the part of the job. Absolutely. Unfortunately, yeah, there's a has its downsides, but uh, I just don't. I don't get like uh, some people say. You know, I have a big collection, so it's just easier. Like, like it's easier to really? keep a big collection of mice that are alive than just you yeah, know having a hundred yeah. that take up next to no space in your freezer yeah exactly you know and i don't think and if you keep you know snakes that eat frozen readily you know they should take it Mm -hmm. right away so you slide open your rack or open your cage or whatever you got stick it right in front of it and it'll eat it the other big thing too is (laughs) if you feed frozen if they've been frozen long enough you don't have to worry about parasites exactly yeah, people, that is. people don't realize like yep. mice you, your snakes <laughs> can get worms and stuff from yep. mice tapeworms all that other stuff like it is entirely yeah, possible and so that's another reason that's a big reason why i'd rather feed frozen especially yeah. for the chondras and stuff you yeah, know because they just sure. that's, that's one less risk yeah, of absolutely. having any issues down the road absolutely so. yeah every one of my snakes eats frozen thawed no problem mm-hmm. You know, every every single one except except that one little earring jive female. But uh, she'll come around. She'll come around, no problem. No, I'm, I'm not I'm, worried about it at all. She she loved her she loved her live pinky that mm-hmm. I gave her the other day. So I know it'll take a little sometimes just a little bit more. Sometimes it's good stimulation too. You know? oh, yeah. Every now and again, you know, sometimes it's nice for them to have yeah, have yeah. like that. You know, I have one of the corns that's been eat, that eats anything I put in front of it. Right. Um, and I gave her a, a live pinky yesterday. It was an extra one my dad had from his gray bands, and he, I took it home and fed it to her, and she didn't know what to do with it for a minute. She's like, wait, this one moves? Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty funny to watch, but she finally wrapped it and, yeah. and did what she was supposed to do with it. So, uh, you know, every now and again, for the sake of changing things up for the animal a little bit, yeah. you know, it's 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 a slippery slope. Yeah, but for sure. Cool, man. Well, yeah. we'll... uh We'll be having another episode here soon. This wraps up our our first one and all the uh, all the different directions it went in such a short period of time. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, but uh, you can find our uh, Instagram. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at JLB Morelia, and then uh, yeah, and mine's at Palmetto Coast Exotics, and I'm also on Facebook. I, you, I you need am, to start your Facebook. I, page. I haven't upgraded to Facebook yet. If uh, if you want to add me on my personal Facebook, absolutely more than welcome. Just yeah. uh, you know, my name's on my Instagram account, um, but uh, Facebook's definitely uh, on the way for the uh, for the for the Make business. Make it happen. Yeah. I like Instagram more. But I do too. It's uh, just. Seems more efficient yeah, to me. Much friendlier know. place. <laughs> Facebook has turned into an absolute wasteland of yeah, freaking vitriol yeah. and hatred, man. It's <laughs> it's getting rough on there, dude. 
especially with all the recent stuff going on. I'm like, ah, I'm yeah. gonna take a break from Facebook for yeah. a little bit. Facebook, it's just getting too uh, hardcore. Yeah, man. There's uh some people take just take things too seriously, man, and that's a. Uh, I, I that, equate it to to like an infinite amount of people in a room with a megaphone screaming at each other. Yep. <laughs> can hear each other over all the other crap. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's what we're trying to avoid with this podcast. Yeah. You know, me and, uh, me and Justin are, uh, two pretty laid back guys. So I think that's definitely the, the route we're going to go. So if, uh, you're not going to be on that route with us, yeah. then, uh, <laughs> political you bullshit not, aside, <laughs> you may not like this, uh, podcast very much, but, uh, you know, if you're or, cool with or, hearing or, us ramble, then this yeah, is the one for you. Absolutely. If you like hearing about carpets and green tree pythons yeah. a lot, you know, then uh, you'll definitely enjoy this. And we're going to try uh, and get some some guests on and stuff as soon as I can figure out the whole logistics with yeah, this absolutely. technological nightmare that some of this podcasting stuff can be. And we'll we'll figure it out. So. For sure. For sure. Hopefully that'll happen soon. But for the meantime, there's going to be me and you. Yeah. Um, and I'm all right with that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So we will see y'all later. All right, guys. Thank you. And be sure to subscribe. On uh, Google Play and iTunes. Um, it's going to be on SoundCloud, too, to start until I can figure out where else I can put it. Um, so be sure to follow us on Instagram yep. and subscribe to this, and we'll see you all later. Yeah, later. Take it easy.